you know the exact moment that I knew I was going to love this movie? What? When St. Michael, the archangel, was chaining Lucifer to hell. <laughs> Lucifer just goes, is this really necessary? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back. <laughs> Keep it together. Welcome back to the Ride Home Podcast. Oh, my God. My name is Abby. Hey, guys, it's Caitlin. We're unsure of Abby's mental state at this point. Listen, here's the thing. Every once in a while, a movie comes along that changes everything. Mm-hmm. It has altered my brain chemistry. Mm -hmm. It has altered the course of my life. Oh my God. I am just stunned, shocked, grateful Mm -hmm. that this movie was put into theaters. Okay. Because I would have never thought to watch this if it was like something that you could stream. Mm -hmm. I would have never even known that it existed if my brother didn't send me the trailer for it. But we just got out of the horror fantasy action i don't even know what to call it movie experience experience that is in fact the devil conspiracy Mm -hmm. yes we did we (laughs) witnessed that we witnessed it and unfortunately the guy with us did not witness it he witnessed parts of it he witnessed a little bit and then fell asleep (laughs) yep i don't know how anyone can fall asleep in that movie got there a little bit late so what he needed to see apparently and then fell asleep you know what my theory about him is just i gave him a backstory okay what's his backstory my backstory for him is that he is a father who works really long hours okay and in order to get away from his family he tells his wife that he's gonna go see a movie but then he just goes and sleeps you know that tracks right yeah because he just seemed like he was like there to just sit in a like cool dark room and take a nap yeah he didn't seem like he was like all on board with the movie (laughs) he wasn't interacting or engaging with it in any way no so that all makes sense yeah we however were interacting and engaging and we were laughing Mm -hmm. screaming Mm -hmm. clutching each other yes rocking back and forth in our seats (laughs) kicking the seat in front of us in just pure excitement and joy i just can't wait to talk about this movie i know there's a lot (laughs) to unpack there's so much to unpack there is a lot to unpack i am going to start as always with the google synopsis okay i have no other way than to just read it this this is the actual synopsis to this movie okay let's hear it a powerful biotech company has breakthrough technology that allows it to clone history's most influential people. Behind this company is a cabal of Satanists who steal the Shroud of Turin, putting them in possession of Jesus Christ's DNA, (laughs) the ultimate offering to the devil. Hoping to save mankind, Archangel Michael soon comes to Earth to stop the devil's conspiracy once and for all. Yes. <laughs> Sign us up. Yes. Um, this movie was directed by Nathan Frankowski, which okay. I, I no, never heard of him. Never heard of him. And also I looked it up and the writer, his name is Ed Allen, mm-hmm. never written anything before. Just this. This is this is his Pieta. This is his yeah. He said, I'm gonna write this one thing and that's probably gonna be it. For and me. that's it. 
He doesn't need to write anything more. He already wrote a fucking masterpiece. This is it. <laughs> this is it for Ed Allen. Yeah. In my mind, Ed Allen is just like this old curmudgeon of a guy who wrote this ridiculous screenplay, mm-hmm. but he's been writing it for actual years. Like Michael Scott. Yes. Um, Threat Level Midnight. Threat Level Midnight. This is yes. his Threat Level Midnight. Yes. You know and what I mean? It's been tucked away in a little filing cabinet. He started it on a typewriter. Stop. He had to have his granddaughter like digitize it. Mm -hmm. Like this is a true work of art that has been like years and years of dedication. So (laughs) 2023. Thank you, Ed Allen. Thank you so much. (laughs) If you want to go see this movie and you don't want any spoilers, which I don't blame you because honestly, going into a blind was the best thing we ever did for ourselves. But if you have no plans of seeing it, we will be doing spoilers this whole episode. Yeah. There is no way that we can talk about this in the way that this movie deserves without (laughs) going into all of it. Right. Exactly. So that being said, Mm -hmm. we are going to kick it off with our our classic Caitlin Goes First. Yep. Caitlin, what did you think about The Devil Conspiracy? This movie was unhinged (laughs) in the best way possible when i say i didn't know what was coming next i did not know what was coming next Mm-mm. and they upped the ante literally every five seconds yep like something new was happening something crazier was happening than it has already happened before mm-hmm. and it was just insane i wasn't expecting that much spectacle Right. You know what I mean? Because I feel like there are so many like low budget B-list movies that people just watch Mm -hmm. just to like get a good laugh. Sure. Usually it's like really low quality. The editing is terrible. Mm -hmm. The graphics are terrible. I mean, there were some pretty pretty bad dudes. Yeah. But... I will say, though, that, like, it was shot on, like, a decent camera. Yeah. And, like, was lit half well. They had some really good, like, action sequences. Mm -hmm. Technically, like, this movie was up there with some other, like, lower budget horror or, like, action movies that I've seen. It wasn't anything, like, super low budget. But, wow, what a story. (laughs) What a wildly unhinged story. I really don't know how else to describe this movie besides calling it unhinged yeah i am still processing this whole thing Mm -hmm. like it's going to be a while (laughs) before i've processed this entire thing well since you're stuck being married to me you're gonna have to watch this movie multiple times for the rest of your life so you'll have plenty of time to process it you got the whole rest of your life yes and i'm sure every time we watch it we're gonna pick up on something different and notice something else but this was one of those movies where I have to say, like, I think we enjoyed it from the beginning. Like, uh-huh. there was, like, literally, like, the credits started. And we were like, what the, the Harry fuck? Potter credits. Yes, the Harry they Potter credits. They did the exact same credits from the Harry Potter movies where it, like, comes in and then, like. In the clouds. Like, dis- yeah, in the clouds. Yes. With kind of similar Almost font. the same font. Someone, whoever edited this was just like, I'm going to do the Harry Potter credits. And because Ed <laughs> Allen is an old curmudgeon who's probably yeah. never seen Harry Potter, he was like, right, I love it. It's yeah. exactly what I imagined. What if Ed Allen is like 25? He I want to know is. more about him. <laughs> and that's the other thing. So like before we went to this movie, mm-hmm. I asked you because we were just like, what is this movie going to be? This? Like yeah. this movie was such an enigma to us. <laughs> it really it still kind of is, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like before we were in the theater, we yeah. got in the car and I was like, 
who did they make this for? And I, I truly didn't know. I didn't know if it was like a like a Christian, like yeah. a Kirk Cameron situation. What's the angle here? But the, the moment that we both saw on Google that it was listed as a horror fantasy, mm-hmm. it was horror slash fantasy. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, there's no Christian horror, truly. I mean, no. maybe there is. I would love to see it. Yeah, show um, it to me. <laughs> give it to us. <laughs> give it to me. But when we got there and we were finally able to witness what this movie is, the only description that I could give my brother, because I immediately texted him, was that Mm -hmm. it was a mixture of a 1970s occult horror movie. Mm -hmm. So like Mm -hmm. Rosemary's Baby Mm -hmm. mixed with an 80s B-list action movie. Okay. Yeah. Mixed with specifically Disney's live action Maleficent. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Right? Yeah. So put all of those together and that's the devil conspiracy. With a touch of the devil. With a touch of Catholicism. My favorite of the Catholic scenes were the initial like opening sequence about the Shroud of Turin Mm. being like on display uh-huh. because I think every like Catholic mom went through like a shroud of Torin phase mm-hmm. where it was like, that's all we talked about <laughs> as a family. <laughs> like the shroud of Torin was like a rock star to my mom. Yes. It was like, there's no way that anyone could prove that Jesus didn't exist when there's this cloth. I mean, this cloth, this cloth, clearly it's the face of Jesus. Yeah. And they would do like 3d replicas of like what his face would look oh like. And it was just like a plain old God. white guy. Yeah. So like growing up, up Catholic the shroud was just this like I don't, it was no, like it was... the Elvis Presley of Catholics <laughs> yes. because I remember when I was I think in middle school one of I think the priests at the time of uh-huh. our parish like I don't think it was like he brought a piece of it home but it was like somehow it was like it might have been like a fabric a maybe piece of fabric, I think like it a relic. was like yeah. a little thread of the shroud they would of always Turin. put it in that little like locket yes <laughs> a little locket <laughs> and did everyone pass it around and everyone and touch it no you were not oh, allowed to pass it around it was like on display and like oh. you could go and like kneel next to it okay. and like observe it <laughs> <laughs> and like it was like a very big deal right it was like a celebrity come to town yeah like it was like the elton john was in like the sir elton john himself yes. <laughs> was in our church and it was just like silence yeah like you could hear a pin drop from the shroud of turin my favorite line from the shroud of turin tour mm-hmm. was when they're walking through and there's this <laughs> tour guide who just goes here is christ's blood from his crucifixion <laughs> <laughs> And all of the tour people are like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yes, her delivery was like the most basic. Like, it was just like tour guide Barbie. I also loved that, especially in the beginning, it sort of wore down like as the movie developed. But in the beginning, they had no real way of like connecting the scenes. So it would be like a short scene. And then it would be, I'm not joking, a five second drone shot of the same building with like... (laughs) A Gregorian chant in the background where it's just like, oh, and then it would cut yes. to the next thing. And it was like a Hannah Montana, like, ooh, oh, oh, but like a Gregorian chant version. And a building that was not recognizable. Like, it At wasn't all. like it was the Vatican. It was just like, what's that supposed to be? I'm telling you, everything from that tour and that initial introduction to Laura, who's like an art historian, who is there to do a sketch of this famous statue of St. Mm-hmm. Michael defeating the devil. That was the only normal part of the entire Truly. movie. And so when it first started, 
I literally was like, oh, so this is going to be kind of like a B-list version of the Da Vinci Code mm-hmm. because it kind of played that way. Like it kind yes, of felt there like was, it was like the professor. Yeah. And she was like an artist, but she's an atheist. And then there's a priest. Right. Like it was set up very Dan Brown. Uh-huh. And then the lady who is like the demon woman <laughs> who comes to steal the shroud the second she was like floating down the hallway instead of walking i was like oh so it's this movie uh-huh like it just shifted yeah Gen- immediately complete, shifted complete genre shift <laughs> but my favorite was definitely the introduction of who eventually becomes our hero which was father marconi yeah who was literally this like british version of josh hartnett yes. like, he, like yes. i kept thinking like this looks like josh hartnett from like halloween yeah literally yes h2o josh hartnett but in a priest's frock garbs, garbs yeah, yeah. And this whole thing takes place in Italy, but we have this like sexy priest, cool priest, young priest, priest. cool British priest. And he was just like, Laura, I hooked you up with this special look into the eyes of the devil. (laughs) And it's this like statue. And I was like, oh my God, this is already just amazing. Yeah. What I thought was interesting about the priest also Mm -hmm. is that he himself a Catholic priest did not know the St. Michael prayer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he struggled through that a couple of times. He was like, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in amidst our tribulations. And yeah, I was, I was like, like, did this guy like really like, did he finish the seminary for real? Because right. like, you're supposed to know this prayer, dude. <laughs> like, I know this prayer. I'm not even Catholic anymore. Right. <laughs> I also knew in that scene where they're stealing the shroud that... I was just going to love and adore this movie forever when the demon woman beheads the security guard and she's walking through the hallways carrying the head and it literally looks like they got like a prop head from Spirit Halloween. (laughs) She was walking down and I was like, it's not even shaped like a head. It doesn't look like a head. And then she uses his facial recognition to unlock the shroud. Yes. But then after she does that, she still has to stab the shroud open with the sword she stole from the sculpture. Statue, yeah. What? Unhinged. But that's not even the craziest stuff that happens. No. Because cut to the biotech company selling oh my the God. clones of the children. Yes. And it starts with like this really dramatic old church and it's lit and this boy stands up. Mm-hmm. In front of this crowd and he starts playing the violin, but his fingers aren't moving. (laughs) (laughs) And then like as he finishes his piece or whatever, the biotech company guy comes out and he's just like, Vivaldi. This is Antonio Vivaldi. And they're all like, oh, and like, like he was not even really playing that violin. No, not at all. Don't let them fool you. So basically this whole thing was like these rich people were purchasing clones of famous artists and and accomplished people throughout history that this biotech company has been able to develop. Which is literally like a spin right off idea of Get Out. Which, like, the the director of the biotech company kind of looked like the dad from Get Out mixed with, like, Quentin Tarantino a little bit. (laughs) Yes, yes, a hundred percent. So instead of a bunch of rich people bidding on black people to inhabit their body, it was a bunch of rich people bidding on literal babies. (laughs) 
which is just so fucking crazy bidding on infants yep to infant clones infant clones of like not just like famous people like these are like the greats of the world right like the vivaldi they bring out the baby and he's crying and he's like now bidding on michelangelo (laughs) (laughs) but then my favorite thing was that like this biotech company guy there was no part where like the demon woman was trying to convince him to mm-hmm. clone Jesus or, you know, what have you. It was like he and these people were all demonists. Like they were yeah. all Satanists. And I don't know necessarily why they would want all of these babies when like their goal, like their eventual goal was for hell right. to take over Earth. I don't know. But here's the thing. It doesn't you matter. Don't, you don't have to know. No. My only potential explanation for that is that they were trying to get enough money to be able to pull off the heist of stealing the Shroud of Turin, which really wasn't even that complicated of a heist. No. I mean, like, she literally she just, just walked took a and sword and cut the guy's head there off. There were like three security guards <laughs> in the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, y'all really needed like hundreds of millions of dollars to pull that heist right. off? Right. And like that's how y'all stole the Shroud of Turin. I don't know. It really, like you said, it doesn't matter. Mm-mm. But I, they also, like you said, did not explain the connection between this biotech company and the Satanists. No. Also, I felt was kind of a loose interpretation of Satanists. Uh huh. Because I did take it upon myself to do a little bit of research. Oh. About Satanism. Okay. Just to be educated. <laughs> okay. Apparently, Satanists don't actually believe no. that, like, Satan, quote-unquote, or Lucifer is, like, a person or being. Nope. So, like, the whole movie, they're like, Lucifer, ah, Lucifer, ah, king. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's not even what Satanism is. I know. Like, what are these people? So, like, I thought it was so funny that it was just so, like, not accurate, not, and right. I think that maybe was the point. You know, like, it's just like, let's just make some crazy shit up. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I think the thing that I loved the most about this movie was that every single actor was like the wish version of another actor. So it was like the old priest that they come into contact with was like a knockoff of Loomis from Halloween. (laughs) And like josh hartnett the priest yes. and then you know who laura reminded me of the one twin from double teamed the disney channel oh. i literally for a second was like is that her <laughs> <laughs> like they got the double team girl <laughs> i just loved that everything in a weird way like it was aware of itself but in another way like i feel like every single person who worked on this movie who wrote this movie who acted in this movie set design graphics Every single person involved put their entire being into this movie because I'm not kidding when I say when it comes to like ridiculous B-list campy Mm -hmm. movies, this was one of like the highest quality ones I've seen. for sure. There were some scenes that like I I was like, this isn't bad. Like if you were to make this movie in the 70s without like 2023 like special effects. It might actually be like a horror cult classic. Yeah. Like I said about like the old like 70s mm-hmm. occult movies and like Rosemary's Baby and the Omen, mm-hmm. like that kind of genre. 
like a lot of the scenes in this movie weren't that far off no. and honestly had like better production value than like the movies shot in the 70s like the biotech place itself was actually kind of like nicely designed where yeah. they kept they eventually kidnapped Laura the art historian mm-hmm. to force her into giving birth to Jesus a new Jesus a, a better, better Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> so <laughs> They put her in this like cage with these other women that they've stolen to give birth to these clone babies. Yeah. And I thought that set was cool. I thought that like there were some parts to this movie that were well done. Yes. And I didn't think that the acting was that bad. It wasn't horrible. I've seen worse on CW. I've seen worse on like Riverdale. Yes. And more ridiculous things on Riverdale. Honestly, yes. (laughs) Sometimes. Truly. I mean, there were some scenes in this movie that just like are the most absurdist thing you will ever see in your entire yes. life. But I think the mixture of being self-aware and knowing how ridiculous it is mm-hmm. and leaning into it, but also taking itself seriously enough to not be like nauseating to look at or mm-hmm. like annoying to watch. Right. I think it was like that was the perfect balance because if they had like really like horrible actors that were given. I mean, there were some really bad actors. Sure. But the main cast was not terrible. No. And I think it made it a more enjoyable movie because you could enjoy the ridiculousness without also being like, wow, this is ugly. Wow, this is mm. boring. Wow, that's terrible editing. Wow. Th- you know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. So you were allowed to kind of like bask in how ridiculous the story was without having to like over criticize the The rest of the movie. Yeah, I completely agree. You know what I mean? Because it played, like you said, even though it is like very B-list and campy. Yeah. To look at, it didn't look B-list and campy. Right. So like I think it really played itself off and like the soundtrack was actually pretty good. Yeah. The parts that were lacking. Mm Mm-hmm. There were things that made up for it that kind of balanced those things out. Yeah. Like the script was terrible. It was uh, so bad. It was horrible. But I think because the acting was not that bad and there were other things that did kind of work, mm-hmm. there were moments where like you kind of like forgot that the script was bad. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. you noticed that, uh-huh. but then like there would be like other moments where you're like, who the fuck wrote this shit? <laughs> like this is horrible. But like for the most part, you were so distracted by how it looked and yeah. how just the like you said the design of everything like i thought like even the design of hell itself was kind of cool yeah like it was this it was different barren like it wasn't fiery it was this kind of barren lost kind of dark. dusty dark i mean there was like embers flying mm-hmm. around i don't know i thought that like some of the designs were cool i honestly thought that like the design of Satan and his demons were really cool. Mm-hmm. It was all practical effects. It wasn't like yeah. digitized Satans walking around like right. me, me, me. But right. like, I don't know. I, I thought that there were some like good, strong elements to it mm-hmm. that helped it be an enjoyable experience instead of something that's like, oh my God, we have to like leave. This is so awful and boring. Yeah. Which was like, think about it. I could have easily walked out of Crawdad Sings. If we weren't if we weren't making an episode on that, I honestly think that it was a like a horrible movie. The script was bad. The acting was bad. Sure, it was pretty at times, but it was slow. Mm -hmm. It was horribly paced. And I think because it was like billed as something to take seriously, I was judging it like seriously as a movie. Yeah. 
And so going into the devil conspiracy, I initially thought it was like Kirk Cameron. Sure. Like I thought it was going to be like a left behind type thing. Uh huh. <laughs> but the second they started making those little like action jokes that, I mean, there's a scene that the priest who eventually becomes St. Michael the Archangel. Yes. <laughs> which yes. like that, I don't even know how to explain that. No. He just like beckons St. Michael like, to come I'm down. Di- he's dying and he's like, St. Michael, come back. Be me. Yeah. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he's like, I'm here. <laughs> There's this one part when St. Michael becomes like a sexy action hero. Yeah. And he's like walking down the hallway after he just unleashed gas into this biotech company. He lights a flare and he throws it in the room and he's walking down a hallway and there's like security guards running after him Uh and he goes you guys smell that smells like smoke or something yes and then it explodes (laughs) so fucking iconic there were moments where i was just like oh my god wait this is like not christian not you know pushing an agenda not whatever Mm -mm. this is just fantasy that is also, I feel like, in a little bit paying homage to, like, 80s action. Yes. And, like, those quippy one-liners that action stars would say. Mm-hmm. And, like, Michael is this priest who, like, eventually he, like, rips off his collar and he's wearing this long leather, leather jacket. leather duster. Like, he looks like Van Helsing. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. And I think there were scenes also where the character of Laura, who eventually when she gets pregnant with this new Jesus, better Jesus, she is eventually also possessed mm-hmm. because the devil like enters her body via to snake. The Jesus clone in her womb. He's trying to like possess it, but it's yeah. not working. And right. so it pisses him off. Right. He's so mad. <laughs> Some pissed little Lucifer. So mad. But once Laura herself is possessed, there were scenes that were like The Exorcist. Yes. Where it was like, your mother sucks, sucks cocks in hell. hell. Like, that's one of our favorite lines in horror history. <laughs> and there were some lines like that where Lucifer or the devil just being like ridiculous and yes. like a little bit funny. Like, uh-huh. at one <laughs> at one point he's describing his plot about how he is gonna have jesus possessed and he's gonna take over the world and then he looks at (laughs) saint michael and he goes it's the ultimate fuck you daddy Oh my and at God. one point he's standing and when I say he, he's like inhabiting Laura's body. Right. Right. So he's standing over St. Michael and he just goes, oops, my water broke. <laughs> and just like acid, acid just falls on out. him. So it was like the most ridiculous possession horror movie that you've yes. ever seen. But like, here's the thing is, even though The Exorcist is scary and like it, like fucks a lot of people up like it is ridiculous like that and i feel like this movie was not really like playing that far off from that trope i think overall for me this movie was just something that is going to be something i watch again something that was a really enjoyable like in theater experience and honestly i would have loved to see it with a crowd especially a crowd that like understood what was happening right And I literally looked at Caitlin in the bathroom and I was like, if there's one thing that I hope this podcast episode does is like get a following for the devil conspiracy, (laughs) because like I need this to be a cult classic because I need to be the president, the leader of the club. You can be the treasurer. That's perfect for you. Although, no, I take that back. I'm the secretary. 
Oh, okay. That's way more appropriate. You'll make lists and take notes. Yeah. Yeah. You'll list out all of our favorite quotes on the wall. Yes. Oh, my God. On a bulletin board. On a bulletin board. Can I say my favorite quote in the entire movie? Please do. And then I'll say mine. My favorite quote in the entire movie was then when Demon Woman is first introducing herself to Lara. Mm -hmm. And she goes, I'm the angel of the law. You can call me Liz. Her name is Liz. <laughs> She's a literal demon. Like they said that this woman isn't just a woman. Like she mm-hmm. is also a demon. Yeah. Who has she's inhabited like Lu- this body. Yeah. And she's like Lucifer's like top demon. Yeah. Basically. But she goes by Liz. Liz. Like out of all the names that Ed Allen could have picked. He picked Liz. Liz. When it was Liz. <laughs> I just lost it. Because you may as well have just called her Linda. Yeah. Like it's like. I'm the angel of the law. You can call me Karen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for my favorite quote? Absolutely. So this is when they have narrowed it down out of their options of who they're going to impregnate with the clone okay. of Jesus. Okay. They've narrowed it down. They've decided it is in fact going to be Laura, uh-huh. the artist. They thought She's it was going to be chosen. her. They thought it was her. They could tell yeah. something about her. Something about her. Was going to be chosen. They've they protected like, her this whole time. What Don't if, hurt her. What if he chooses her? Yeah, they could just tell. <laughs> they had a feeling. Okay, so <laughs> ended up being, they were right. Their yep. spidey senses, their Satan senses were right. Yep. When Liz and the biotech guy are discussing this, how she's been chosen and how just it's like perfectly the stars are lining up. It's so perfect. Uh-huh. The biotech guy goes, even her natural cycle is fortuitous. <laughs> What the fuck? Even their natural cycle is fortuitous. I just can't stop thinking about this movie. And the more I think about it and the more I unpack it and the more I replay scenes and quotes and just everything, like I love it more and more. I think this is the room of horror movies, of horror fantasy movies. I would love that. I want that to be this. Now, here's the thing is that like it is like, again, I'm going to say it because I do have to give like a hats off to the creators of this movie. Like it is better quality than The Room. Oh, 100%. Like a thousand percent. I'm just saying like script wise, plot wise, like concept wise, (laughs) it's the way higher budget, better produced Mm -hmm. version of The Room. But for like but starring gay sassy Lucifer. Yeah. But the devil version. I think one of my favorite scenes that I know was not your favorite scene, but I think one of my favorite scenes was when the movie truly jumps the shark. Like yeah. it truly went to another level. <laughs> yes. And that was when they give birth to this new Jesus mm-hmm. or Laura gives birth to this new Jesus. Sure. And Liz the demon is presenting better Jesus right to these demons Jesus 2.0 Jesus 2.0 to this group of satanists who have all come to gather and their cloaks come off and we see that they're the people who were mm-hmm. at the purchasing of the babies uh-huh. Liz basically is like well in order for this which like I still don't even really know how the devil was supposed to be like in the baby Jesus nobody but knows I don't know they probably didn't even know. They probably They're didn't. They're like doing what they can. But basically the whole goal is that like they have to wake the devil up yes. inside of this Jesus. Mm-hmm. Once they wake the devil up, all of the demons are going to come out of hell. Uh-huh. All of them. And then they're going to blow hell up. 
Yeah. And so they'll they never have, be a hell again. They have like little detonators yes. on like this well that goes down into hell. And there's this like keeper of the gate who's this demon creature. Monster. I dude. thought he was really cool looking, yeah. to be honest. And she basically is like, we must baptize our child, but with blood. Mm-hmm. And this fucking demon gatekeeper comes out of the doors from hell with this giant chain with this triangle blade at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And he starts whipping it around his head, like twirling it like a lasso. Yep. And then he swings it out into the crowd, fucking beheads every single person there. Them. Absolute blood. Like, hey, you guys want this baby? Just kidding. I was both shocked and horrified. I was like laughing hysterically. It was like very violent and very graphic. But at the same time, like you couldn't you couldn't climax that movie in a better way. Like you couldn't get to that. There was no higher way to take it. (laughs) That's what they had to (laughs) do. They had to slaughter a whole thing with a demon. Yeah. I cannot stress enough how much I want every single person I know to see this movie just so I can talk about it with yeah. other people so I can form a support group so I can form <laughs> like a Facebook group I want to be the admin yeah so that being said this movie doesn't even have a popcorn score Mm-mm. maybe a small just because it's like pretty visually okay sure as an experience it's a large like I haven't had this much fun fun like Mm -hmm. just fun straight up fun in a movie since bullet train okay where it was just like sure this isn't the best movie ever Mm -hmm. but like i'm having a blast now again this movie isn't at all on the same level of even bullet train no but it was just an a plus experience for me and i think a lot of especially like former Catholics are Mm going to get a really big kick out of a lot of these Mm -hmm. you know little nods and tropes and all of that so it's a large for me for me as a whole i'm gonna agree with you as like a movie it's definitely like barely a small yeah for me it's probably a medium yeah i loved it like i and i enjoyed watching it with you Mm -hmm. i don't think i liked it as much as you liked of course yeah no we would not have expected that no so i don't think that's any surprise to anyone but it was entertaining as hell yeah truly i have to agree with you one of a kind one of a kind there's nothing like it there's nothing there's just nothing and i will just say that the one thing that i haven't brought up yet that i just need to mention one of my favorite parts of this entire movie was when michael eventually finds his way into hell Mm -hmm. he's chained to satan's chair yes and suddenly out of nowhere out of these little cracks and crevices of hell Come the lost boys of hell. I'm not kidding. It was these little vagabond humans Mm -hmm. that I guess like the whole history behind them was that they tried to offer Satan like sacrificial babies. Uh Uh-huh. And he wasn't interested. And he wasn't, and he didn't like them, so yeah. he just, like, kept them in hell. <laughs> but they were, like, teenagers with, like, dirty and dusty hair. And Michael asks them if they can find his sword for him. Uh-huh. Which, first of all, like, how can they find the sword? Yeah, they don't know. They don't know where it is. Second of all, it felt like hell was just this one patch of dirt. Because, yeah. like, they eventually found the sword, like, four They're feet like, away. Oh, it's right here. Oh, it's here. <laughs> I found it. But my favorite line was, in this very clear place with no vegetation, no signs of life, this little girl, after he asks them to find the sword, just goes, We're scroungers. That's how we survive. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, What are you 
doing? You're picking up dirt from the ground? Yeah. There's nothing in there. What are you eating? Well, that just about does it for us. Just about does. I'm a little out of breath from talking about how much I love this movie. So I need like a glass of water and some dinner i need sustenance i need yes. to regain my soul yes <laughs> from left, the depths i left it in this movie yes the same as last week i'm not a hundred percent sure what our next episode is going to be unfortunately i do have tickets for us to see infinity pool oh okay but when that trailer played you seemed a little creeped out by it so i'm not sure if you're gonna vibe with i don't know <laughs> how i felt about it I don't know. I just... I'm undecided. The cast for me is just a complete sell. for sure. I mean, like, Alexander Skarsgård and Mia Goth are just... I want to see them in Mm -hmm. a horror movie. So I will be seeing it. Right. Whether or not you want to attend with me is another (laughs) question. (laughs) To be determined. So we will obviously keep everybody updated on Instagram. We hope you have a fabulous weekend and we'll see you next time. And thanks for joining us on the ride home. Mm